Welcome to the Webisoft Startup Trailblazer podcast. I'm Christian, your host, the CEO and co-founder of Webisoft. This is a Startup Life episode coming to you twice a week, where we interview a startup founder around the world, asking them similar questions, because we are all different, but we are all the same. Enjoy. Hey, welcome to the Webisoft Startup Trailblazer podcast. Today, I have with me a very young entrepreneur, the youngest amongst the ones that I've interviewed thus far, but very brilliant. His name is Matt. He's the co-founder of Phrenalytics, a platform that helps neurologically impaired patients in their rehabilitation through the use of individualized treatment programs. So uh, how are you, Matt? How's it going? Hi, Christian. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Uh, not a problem, not a problem. As a full disclaimer, Matt and I, uh, Matt is actually a client of mine. Uh, we started working together about uh, uh, three months ago. Um, and uh, I, I loved, uh, I loved your, your vision and uh, the mission that you have with Friendalytics. So before we dive into, you know, what is Friendalytics, I wanted to ask you a little bit about you. So if, if I were to ask you, who is Matt, how would you... How would you uh, describe yourself? Who are you? Where are you from? Where are you going? Sure, that's a great question. Uh, if I had to describe myself, well, first off, I'm from New York. Okay. Uh, I'm 21 years old. I just graduated college. Oh, congratulations. If I were to describe to somebody, mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you. If I were to describe somebody uh, to somebody about myself, I would say Matt is a very driven, mm-hmm. passionate um uh, individual who puts himself or at least tries to put himself, uh, um, you know, behind everybody else. He really has an interest for taking care of other people, no matter what Mm. dimension or in what regard that is. Um, I'm really motivated and, uh, I love discovering solutions to problems that are out there, whether it's, uh, in my current company, Friendalytics, as you just mentioned, Mm -hmm. or in any other avenues that I've explored in the past or, you know, anything that might come up in, in the future. I think it's, uh, an incredible way to kind of give back to the community and, and improve the lives of people around me. Uh, that's that's very cool. That's very cool. So, you are Matt. I mean, as you pointed, you pointed out, you are twenty one. So, how? I mean, I think it's it's amazing that you're already an entrepreneur by by this age. But how? Kind of how did you uh, become an entrepreneur? Like, uh, why? Uh, I mean, were you always an entrepreneur since you were a kid? Uh, uh, and or, or did you just did, did this? Uh, uh, did this did this urge of being an entrepreneur just just came up uh, like recently? That's a great question. Um, ever since I was little, I was really interested in creating solutions to whatever I came up with. Very mm-hmm. largely uh, technology focused. Mm-hmm. So even before I could speak, I was on the computer, you know, creating games for my younger brother, creating Ooh. websites as I got older for other uh, for other children my age. Okay. Uh, creating a consulting company when I was in high school for those in my wow. community. Uh, and like you mentioned, my most recent venture uh, and my largest to date is mm-hmm. creating a software program to help neurologically impaired patients. So that's definitely my passion. And it has been for about 10 years now. Uh, wow. But I do have a history of, you know, starting businesses and, and really being passionate about entrepreneurship. That's cool. That's very cool. Um, so you, you, we, as, as, you, as you said, we mentioned Phrenalytics a uh, couple of times. So in a few sentences, in a few sentences how, what would, if somebody asks you what, what, what is Phrenalytics, uh, what is the problem that you aim to solve for this company? Basically, what, do you, what, what does the company do? 
Sure. So Friendalytics is a web-based application that mm -hmm. helps in the uh, assessment and aids in the rehabilitation of patients who suffer from a variety of brain injuries, okay. whether that be a stroke, a traumatic mm -hmm. brain injury, dementia, post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, there's a whole variety of neurological deficits that millions and millions of patients suffer from every year, not only in the United States, but around the world. Mm -hmm. And my program is designed to uh, really make that recovery process more personal and involving I family see. members in addition to the medical staff of the patient that that, that, um, that clinic is working with and help them recover in a more personal and, and more importantly, a much faster um, and more pleasurable way. Um, the main way that we do that is incorporating personal information about that patient. Mm -hmm. So for example, on our web-based program, family members can answer questions about the patient mm -hmm. and in turn, those questions and answers are presented to the patient in a game-like scenario where the patient can undergo different therapy sessions that function as a game. Mm -hmm. When uh, they see questions that are about themselves, uh, in particular, a family photo or a picture of their house, mm -hmm. we found that they're much more inclined to not only be receptive to the program, but improve at a much faster pace as opposed to using flashcards or something along those lines. Um, and just to get a little bit into our background, because I'm, mm -hmm. I'm sure you might be interested in that as well. Yes, definitely. Uh, this whole idea started from my grandmother who stroked uh, back in 2008, so a little over 10 years ago, mm -hmm. I was 11 years old when I was in the hospital watching her wow. with a life-changing stroke uh, mm -hmm. as a result of an open-heart surgery. Mm -hmm. So she completely 180'd. She was paralyzed on her right side. Her mm -hmm. left side of the brain was severely um, and irreversibly impacted to the point mm -hmm. that she couldn't speak on her own, uh, mm -hmm. let alone understand what we were saying and kind of communicate back to us. So as she progressed a little bit over time, I saw her using those exact flashcards that I mentioned just mm -hmm. before yep. with rehab specialists. And not only was she not improving with them, but she would push those away uh, with her good hand, indicating that she wanted nothing to do with them. So uh, what I did at the time was I made a PowerPoint game with these mm -hmm. very personal questions as opposed so to a thick figure of, all, of a boy. All, uh, sure. I'm, sorry, I'm sorry to stop you, but first of all, everybody, you have to remember Matt is 11 years old at that time. I mean, <laughs> why... I mean, besides the fact that you have compassion, compassion and love for your grandmother, why were you driven to, to find, uh, I mean, to, to solve that problem? What, what, how did you connect the dots, basically? Was it just that your grandmother couldn't communicate and you wanted to solve that problem? Or what, 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 what was that, that that drove you to this solution? It's still crazy for me to think, honestly, Christian. I, mm -hmm. I don't really know what went through my 11-year-old mind at the time. Uh, okay. But there was definitely a sense of passion um, and just a real longing to help her improve. Um, okay. Just a little bit background into the medical field that I'm now involved in. Both mm -hmm. my parents are in the medical field, and when I was younger, uh, I wanted to be a doctor. Uh, uh, so that line of you know compassion runs a long way uh, in my family's blood, and, and even in mine, you know, up until now, but especially when I was younger. So yeah. I wanted to take care of patients however I could. Ironically, I'm not a doctor, but I'm now caring for patients uh, from an entrepreneurial spirit. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a that's a that's a very cool story, and it shows that uh, from pain or from adversity can actually come uh, beautiful things. That's one of the reasons I, I was really really interested, you know, in working with you with you guys. Um, so absolutely. Uh, now, uh, if you were to pick uh, a day and have uh, you know some beers and go to the bar to celebrate your company's birthday like uh, when you created your company so what would that day be and what year was what year did you create it so there are a couple of dates uh that's not like okay. a great idea we should we should uh <laughs> get together for drinks but <laughs> but um so the original date when this powerpoint program was created 
specifically for my grandma with a few weeks after she stroked back in 2008. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, so I was 11. I had this PowerPoint working at the time and, you know, doing things that nobody thought PowerPoint could do. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was running. And then a few years later, I showed it to a family friend who's now my business partner. His name yes. is Chris. Yep. And he was the one who ultimately saw greater use cases in what we were doing. Mm -hmm. um, so that was, I believe, in 2011 or so. Uh, and then we went through the process of getting this program and the methodology behind uh, stroke rehabilitation patented. Wow. So we kind of expanded our horizons back in 2011 and 2012. So you and then the company, Thinker mm -hmm. Holdings, which I'm now a part of, mm -hmm. is was founded in 2013. 2013. So the company is five years old formally, but you patented this uh, this approach in 2011 when you were what? You Correct. were 13. I was 14 or 15 in high school. Wow. I was a sophomore when wow. I was at the patent office. Wow! Wow! That's that's, that's that, <laughs> crazy. I mean, I know. That, that's 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 amazing. I, I'm I'm 36 and I don't have a patent. God damn it, man! Uh, <laughs> you, you're putting us all to shame. That is that is very good. It that's even great. it even blows my mind. It's it's crazy to think that that's how I spent my high school afternoon. But that is that is <laughs> very that is, rewarding nonetheless. That is very good. That is very good. Um, so you know, since uh, since you started your company, what has been the the biggest challenge? I think there are a number of things. The first okay. is bringing a medical product or bringing any product really, but especially mm -hmm. the medical field out to the market. Mm -hmm. There are a number of regulations and a lot of laws to follow, especially in regards to HIPAA, as you know, yes. um, yep. as we've worked through some of the development process. Mm -hmm. So people are very wary of the programs that they use in their hospitals and rightfully so. Yes. So I think it's a little difficult to, you know, as a new startup, be able to sell uh, various clinics, whether it's a hospital or, mm -hmm. you know, some other type of facility and, and like, hey, I have this new program. I think you should really use it. Not mm -hmm. only use it, but we want you to pay for it. And, you know, we can promise you up and down that we're going to take care of your patients and all the info you give us. But, you know, there's no real way for us to safeguard that. Um, so I think that's one thing. And I'm sure a lot of companies struggle with that day to day. Mm -hmm. But for a startup like ours, I'm sure it's especially difficult. Uh, just being in the shoes that I'm in. The second of which is uh, being hold, able to... hold, uh, Matt, Matt, hold that thought. We're going to come back. Sure. And we're going to take a short break. We'll, we'll be right back after, right after this. Don't go anywhere. Thanks. Sounds good. Get digital and go global with WebLeaseSoft. At WebLeaseSoft, we offer communication and IT services, create websites, mobile apps, and give you wide visibility on social media. Startups, business persons, small and medium-sized enterprises, don't miss this opportunity. Get your website or mobile app now. Contact 673-042-029. Email info at webleasoft.com. Think positive. Think WebLeaseSoft. All right, and we are back with Mr. Matt. He was describing to us uh, the biggest challenge challenges that he had uh, uh, when starting uh, Friendalytics, and he mentioned uh, some of the regulation regarding uh, HIPAA, which is basically uh, protecting the patient uh, patient data. Uh, and he was about to go into uh, the second challenge. Uh, Matt, take it away. Exactly. Thanks, Christian. So, as you mentioned, the first is uh, especially for a st young startup like ours, being able to bring a medical product out into the marketplace, especially with HIPAA protection, um, which is great for patients, but it's you know difficult to sell those onto uh, various hospitals or clinics or what have you. Mm -hmm. The second challenge that I personally face, just being such a young entrepreneur, uh, is yes. <laughs> uh, juggling school and jobs mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, on top of my startup life. So yeah. uh, typically, you know, I'd be able to work on this, you know, in the nighttime. I'll have mm -hmm. you know nine, ten, eleven o'clock phone calls between my business partner sending out emails, you know, in the middle of the night to various clients or whatnot. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, so that's been a bit of a challenge, but it's really interesting. And I think it taught me really well, um, not only to be self-disciplined, but it mm-hmm. also taught me time management from a young age, which I think would come in very handy yes. as an entrepreneur in whatever field you might be in. Yes. And uh, one thing that I can tell you as another entrepreneur is that is a crucial skills. And, uh, you know, this, it seems like 24 hours is never enough, but, um, I think, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think uh, some people say one of the solutions might be to streamline streamline the things that you are doing, but uh, it's kind of hard. I don't know. Um, so, do you use any tools to manage your time or stuff like that, or you take uh, what do you use? I'm a big fan of the Google Suite of ah. uh, different programs. So, whether it's Gmail and setting reminders in there, mm-hmm. formally using their calendar, mm-hmm. um, I use that both in my real job and uh, through Friendalytics. Mm-hmm. And as you know, through our development work in order to meet deadlines and to kind of assign tasks on, mm-hmm. you know, meeting sprint yes. cycles and whatnot, we use the Apathana from a more formal business sense. Yep. So I think th- that combination of tools is really helpful to keep me on track and, you know, kind of know what's going on day to day and then also look out into the near future and even the long term and making nice. sure that we're meeting all of our deadlines. Nice, nice, nice. So as a, as a business owner, you know, there are different, uh, you know, there are different challenges that things that we like uh, a lot, you know, you know, we like to we like, we like to do a lot in our, in our company. For example, me, I like to, I'm an engineer at heart, so I like to design, I like to code, but, uh, uh but one of the part that I, I, I do not like the most is, uh, basically, uh, managing, <laughs> Uh, it's been a, so I, I've learned that over the years, but but that's not my favorite part to do naturally. So, <laughs> um, uh, as far as you are concerned, what is the the part that you enjoy the most in your most to do in your business? The part that I enjoy the most, I think, is developing something and then mm-hmm. showing it to anyone really, whether it's the end mm-hmm. user, which is probably most important, mm-hmm. whether it's my brother, someone mm-hmm. in my family, a friend, a mm-hmm. coworker. Um, you know, another member of the team and seeing the reaction, whether it's I good see. or bad, ideally mm-hmm. a good reaction would be bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's especially, you know, uh, validating and really exciting to see when, you know, I'm not so sure of myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the direction that a new feature mm-hmm. is going in is the right one or the wrong one. And they can give me that real honest feedback and tell me this is fantastic mm-hmm. or, you know, this needs a lot of work because I it see. gets, not only does it get a second set of eyes on it, but it yes. also helps me put in the context of will, people use this and will people enjoy it. And I, I think see. that's the most important thing of all. We can make what we think is the best program in the world, mm-hmm. but unless it's actually useful and it has benefits to the end user of, mm-hmm. you know, who we're ideally targeting, you know, there's not much purpose in creating something that's great for us, but not for others. That's, that's, that's very true. That's very true. So basically, uh, uh, talking to the customers, having that constant feedback and basically iterating to help you iterate and improve your product. Exactly. And working with a development team, you know, with someone as fantastic as yourself uh, and also <laughs> working you. on the other members of our team and, you know, really having those discussions. And it's great mm-hmm. to see that, you know, when your eyes light up and when Chris's eyes light up and the rest mm-hmm. of our team, you know, they understand what I'm saying and vice versa. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really rewarding feeling to have. That's very cool. What is the less enjoyable part of your, uh, of your, of your work? The least enjoyable part. Yes. Least enjoyable part. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> Um, probably the back and forth with clients who are likely on different schedules than we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also hard to estimate how long things will take and then watching That's it true. end up taking either much longer or much shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of forecasting and, and estimating how things will go for other people when I, you know, have a set timeline of things in my head and when they, you know, kind of go off track, it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to adjust to that. 
perhaps it's one of my least favorite parts, but mm-hmm. I mean, all in all, if there, you know, if something that I was doing, I really wasn't a fan of it. <laughs> I wouldn't be as far as I am right now. Like I truly love, you know, every moment that we've, we've gone through with Friendalytics and I'm just really happy to be a part of this. That's, that's very cool. You mentioned that you have a partner. Uh, so uh, I, were you guys uh, uh, friends? Were you guys, uh, did you guys grow up together? How did you, how did, how did, how, uh, how did this partnership form? Good question. So my family knows his family and mm-hmm. he's, his name is Chris, as I mentioned, he's about 10 years older than I am. Uh, so I consider him a, a close family friend. Mm-hmm. And back when I was making these PowerPoint programs for my grandmother, he came over one day for dinner and I mm-hmm. happened to show him what I was working on. It was, mm-hmm. you know, kind of an out of the blue, you know, you might be interested in what I'm doing type mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And his eyes immediately lit up as I described a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, Matt, you can do something more with this. Mm-hmm. And we identified that people, not only like my grandmother who had a terrible stroke, mm-hmm. uh, but people with, you know, a variety, you know, there's a very wide spectrum of stroke and, and stroke severity. Mm-hmm. Um, and all different types of patients can benefit from my program, as well as those suffering from dementia, suffering mm-hmm. from a traumatic brain injury, yes. uh, and suffering from a variety of other injuries, as I mentioned earlier. And so as soon as that use case kind of lit up in his head, and as, as mm-hmm. soon as I realized it, we ran with it. And that's, that was incredible. Cool. And, you know, we've been we've been in this together ever since. And, you know, that's been about eight of the past 10 years, which is really incredible. Wow. That's, that's very cool. That's very cool. Um, so now you, you've explained to us how you, you, you use uh, technology to manage your time as an individual. But in, within your company, mm-hmm. how do you how do how are you guys, how, how Chris, you and the rest of your team uh, use technology to be, I guess this is a startup well. Uh, maybe still apply to be more competitive, more efficient, uh, basically? That's a very good question. So in terms of communicating with each other, we all work, you know, we don't have a centralized office, as you know, so mm-hmm. we're very reliant on, you know, sending emails and mm-hmm. having uh, work-based text messaging to, yes. you know, make sure that we all stay on schedule and, and have our things rolled out on time. Mm-hmm. In terms of staying competitive, as I mentioned, we have, uh, we hold a patent for the methodology behind yes. our work, which is yes. a huge asset, but yes. as you know, huge. it's not everything. Mm-hmm. So, right. But unfortunately, it's not everything in terms of if a, you know, bigger healthcare company wanted to copy what we do, mm-hmm. we could, you know, pursue that. But it's, you know, you the, the main a, thing that we want to focus on you could is become a, a remaining strategically competitive. <laughs> Correct. Right. 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 Not, I don't know if we want to go down that route, but I'm just kidding. I'm de- just kidding. definitely a possibility. Uh-huh. Um so yes, remaining you know sustainably competitive is a huge uh, goal of ours, and that kind of goes back to the product development, where you know as much as I need and have to focus on the big picture, mm-hmm. focusing on the small picture, the tiny little details that will be incredibly useful to people. Thinking about you know how will they use this product? I put myself in their shoes, mm-hmm. and they hit our homepage, if they hit our login screen, if they you know try to open a new cycle for a patient, and something's not to their liking. We want to make sure that that's fixed as soon as possible. We want to cater to the experience of our users. And the more that we can please them, the more, uh, I think, competitive and the, you know, the farther in front will come out. I think that's the most important thing in terms of designing a product that people will love. Nice. Nice. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. So uh, since you've been, I mean, you've been, uh, you've been, a, formerly you've been a company, uh, you know, for five years, uh, if, I, if I remember correctly. So, so far, what has been your biggest success? Our biggest success? Well, we recently rolled out, uh, with much to your help, our beta of the Friendalytics platform. 
and we've reached all the way across to the west coast of the U.S., which I think is uh, speaks volumes as mm -hmm. to what we're doing, not only as a program and as a company, but also the mission that we're on, mm -hmm. and realizing our potential for not only the elderly population, but those suffering from brain injuries, no matter what age uh, they might be suffering uh, those from. And, you know, being able to make an impact on people all around the United States and subsequently all around the world is an incredible feeling. Um, nice. The validation of, you know, meeting those people in person out in California, mm -hmm. uh, you know, really touched me personally because it made me realize that my grandmother was just one person who suffered, mm -hmm. but it, that opened the door to make me realize that other people are as well. And to be able to apply my technology and the research that I did when I was 11 years old, Mm -hmm. to make it work for millions of people to have the yeah. opportunity to reach that point uh it's just really humbling so i uh, think that might be your might stop stop right there we'll, we'll be right back back with Matt. He was explaining to us uh, the biggest uh, the biggest success that Fnalytics has had thus far, which is uh, rolling out the, the beta uh, to uh, up to California and having uh, uh, clinics actually use it. Uh, Matt, uh, let you take it away from there. Correct. And as I was saying, uh, without Christian's you know, involvement on our team, we would not have been able to reach the point of our beta as we have today. So that was a Thank huge you. accomplishment for us to reach out over the summer and to talk with the folks out in California who were really interested in what we were doing and meeting those people in person, as I was saying, uh, was a very rewarding and validating feeling for us to know that all of the research and all of the time that I spent, you know, way back when, almost 10 years ago yep. when I started this, mm -hmm. is proving to be effective for patients of all ages, of all genders, of all races, of mm -hmm. all mental capacities. Mm -hmm. um, So to be able to reach all those people and, and realize that, that what we're on to is something big mm -hmm. uh, was a great feeling and probably one of our biggest successes to date. Very nice. Uh, of course, I'm going to ask you what has been the biggest failure or disappointment or challenge uh, thus far. Sure. I think the biggest challenge, kind of alluding to what I was speaking to before, is mm -hmm. trying to run this uh, while I was in school for all these years. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I think we didn't jumpstart as quickly as we could have. Uh, and that might be one of our biggest downfalls or struggles and something that, you know, if this happened, you know, while I was in college or once I graduated, I would have been able to focus 100% of my time. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, because I had this thing to school in the way, mm -hmm. I uh, wasn't able to focus 100% as I wish I did. And, you know, maybe it's meant to be that we're a few years later to the game mm -hmm. relative to when I started. Mm -hmm. But I think that you know i do believe that everything happens for a reason but at the same yes. time i wish uh you know the sooner that i was able to pursue my dreams the, the better yeah that's true but uh, at the same time like you said uh, things happen for a reason and the experience that you gather along those years refining the idea because i look at some of the some of the the diagrams and uh, and the sketches that you had they were very well thought out right because i think you had the time to basically uh, refine the idea exactly. so maybe, maybe that was also one advantage Exactly. And that kind of alludes to the point of that, you know, this was meant to be. 
where we had these diagrams, you know, broken out years ago, but it did take us the time. You know, I did have to go through classes at college for a light to go off in my head and realize, oh, hey, we're supposed to be doing this a different way. Mm -hmm. And we needed so much time for the patent to go through the process and to ultimately be granted that. So perhaps it was meant to be that we waited until it was granted before starting work. I see. You know, it's, it's hard to tell. Hindsight seems twenty twenty, but I think it's, uh, I do think that it's meant to be. And I hope that the success will follow in the years to come. That's very cool. So you spoke about the patent. How, I mean, briefly, how was that process like? Oh, it was dreadful. Um, okay. Twice a week or so, mm -hmm. we would visit a patent office, which is about 45 minutes away from where I live. Wow. Chris would come work to our meetings. I was too young to even drive. So mm -hmm. I had my parents drive me to the office just to <laughs> put into perspective of how young I was. Wow. Wow. And we went back and forth, back mm -hmm. and forth between our, our attorney um, and his communications with the patent office. Mm -hmm. Our patent ended up being over a hundred pages long, Wow! Uh, which was really, yeah, that was a huge headache to have to manually read each and every time they came back to us with revisions that had to be made. Wow. So little things here and there. I learned a lot about the legal process uh, mm -hmm. as we were going through this, which I guess is helpful, mm -hmm. but the legalese that are in these patents is very hard to read and it wow. didn't make much sense why the patent office would come back with a rejection. Mm -hmm. So that was another frustrating part of this whole process. But, you know, I'm glad we persevered because it ended up being really rewarding. But it was a big question mark at the time. So uh, and that process mm -hmm. went on for about four or five years between the patent wow. office and back and how, forth with a, with a approval. Wow. I have to commend you guys for the persistence. Wow. Four or five <laughs> Thank years. You. And driving... I don't know what I was thinking mm -hmm. at the moment of why I thought we should go through with it, but hey, I'm really glad whatever that motivating factor wow. was made me say yes. Nice. That's uh, that's 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 very cool. So, well, I, I mean, how did you feel like when the patent got approved? That the day where you got a, you know the approval notice or however however the patent however the approval gets delivered? Oh, well, that was the best feeling in the world. I woke mm -hmm. up one morning uh, as a sophomore in college to mm -hmm. an email that said. Dear Matt, Chris, and mm -hmm. uh, the rest of my family who was involved in it, mm -hmm. attached is a notice of allowance. Mm -hmm. You will receive a copy by mail. Congratulations. And wow. it was probably the shortest email I've ever gotten that had such a <laughs> profound impact. And I didn't know how to even handle it. I couldn't, I couldn't even control it. It was, it was amazing. Nice. And to think that, you know, going through this at that point, it was uh, four or five years mm -hmm. of dealing with the patent office. Mm -hmm. And finally having a victory dealing with the patent office on our side was mm -hmm. amazing. Mm -hmm. And strangely enough, the only time I had a dream involving my grandma was the night before I got that email. So I think Ooh. she was on our side. I think wow. she was watching over us. And I, I really do think that she stands with us even to this day. I think that I hope that we make her proud, proud with her. Wow. That is, that is, that is an amazing story. That is an amazing story. Um, I think, uh, I think, I think, like you said, uh, it's, uh, it seems like it's meant to be. And uh, the thing that I commend you guys for is the the fight, uh, the fact that you didn't give up and you kept going. Uh, I can tell you after the, <laughs> after you. the after the third year, I think I would have given up. <laughs> oh, we were about to trust me. It was it was a long ride, but nice. If nice. yeah, if I could give advice with the patent office, it's to keep trying because mm -hmm. in the end, you know, if if you persist hard enough and you have something great going on, it mm -hmm. it will. Uh, you know, pan out to be just fine, and, and it'll be a win in the end. Gotcha. Okay, um, so we're coming close to the end of uh, this interview. I have about, uh, I think, uh, two two more questions. So, sure. 
at this point, you, I mean, uh, Fernalytics is still a startup, uh, but I mean, without giving your game plan away, what do you think you, you know, um, you need to do to grow or take your, your business to the, your company to the next level? I think having more guidance in terms mm -hmm. of a strategy or marketing or some sort of person on our side who can help us reach the hospitals that we're looking to target and the clinics that we're looking to introduce this to would be a great asset to our team, not only for, you know, getting this off the ground, but mm -hmm. keeping this going and keeping it viable for years to come. Mm -hmm. And while I have my connections in healthcare, I think mm -hmm. that bringing somebody on board would be really helpful in that regard. Mm -hmm. And I think probably the next step in our game plan to, you know, make this as big of a thing as we want it to be. Got you. So my, uh, my, uh, my question before the last one is, uh, you're a young, you're a millennial, right? Very young, making me look really old right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so would you recommend to your friends, to people in your generation, to young, young even younger people to start, uh, you know, to get into entrepreneurship uh, at a young age? Why or why not? Oh, absolutely. I think it's a very unique opportunity for somebody to be able to pursue if they have an idea that they are really passionate about. Um, whether or not it already exists out there, even mm -hmm. if it does, to, to bring your own spin to it and to kind of, you know, breathe your own life into your passion mm -hmm. and to be able to kind of mark that saying that I made an impact yes. on, you know, whether it's one person, 10 people, a hundred, a thousand, a million, the world, mm -hmm. you know, even the smallest little product, it could be accidental. Like you yes. think of Facebook with Mark Zuckerberg and creating yes. a website that was mm -hmm. in Harvard dorm room and now, you know, 2 billion people use it. Exactly. And so, you know, you never know, you never know what the outcome could be. And the bigger you dream, the, mm. you know, the broader your horizons, you know, the broader you set your horizons to, the more you'll be able to accomplish. And I think that, you know, instilling the positivity of entrepreneurship, granted that, you know, the majority of startups will fail. That's yes. just the inevitable truth. Yeah. But just instilling that drive in people to, you know, allow them to believe that they can achieve whatever they set their mind to, I think is a really important lesson uh, yep. for people to learn, especially when they're young, because if, you know, eight, you know, entrepreneurship isn't defined by age. As mm -hmm. you see, I started this when I was 11, Yes. you know? Uh, so it's really never too young to be able to pursue whatever your dream is, whether it's creating a, a program to help stroke patients uh, like myself, or mm -hmm. you're creating a social media, you know, website when you're 17 in college, like Mark Zuckerberg did, mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever your passion might be, if you follow it, you know, the, the, you know, the guiding of entrepreneurship will be able to help you get there. And I think it's, I would wholeheartedly encourage people to pursue entrepreneurship if they're really passionate about it. Uh, well, Matt, uh, I have the, uh, I have one, one, uh, well, one last question for you. And I will ask you that when we come back, stay tuned guys. Bye-bye. Get digital and go global with WebLeaseOft. At WebLeaseOft, we offer communication and IT services, create websites, mobile apps, and give you wide visibility on social media. Startuppers, business persons, small and medium-sized enterprises, don't miss this opportunity. Get your website or mobile app now. Contact 673-042-029. Email info at webleasoft.com. Think positive. Think WebLeaseOft. Thank you for being back with us. Uh, Matt was basically uh, telling us why he thought that uh, young people should uh, should be entrepreneurs. 
And uh, the last question that I have for Matt, which is a question that I ask uh, all our guests, is basically, um, Matt, do you think that entrepreneurs are born or are made? I think it's a little bit of both. Ah. I would definitely say to some extent that entrepreneurs can be born. Mm -hmm. um, I think from a young age, I really absorbed that from my parents and my family. Uh, a little bit of background on my mom. She mm -hmm. is a pediatric nurse. Uh, as yeah. I mentioned, both of my parents are in the medical field. Mm -hmm. But my mom is a pediatric nurse. She founded her own home care agency back in 2001. Wow. Uh, wow. So ever since I was young, I watched her grow her business, you know, mm -hmm. from literally square one. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, she's doing incredibly successful. And, and she's a real inspiration to me to show mm -hmm. that not only women entrepreneurs, but, yes. you know, anyone who sets their mind to it, even if they're not in the field of business, Mm -hmm. can do extraordinary well, extraordinarily well if they set their mind to it. So I think in an aspect, uh, entrepreneurs are born, but I think entrepreneurs are, can be made also. Mm -hmm. So, you know, by default, I'm not sure if anybody necessarily grows up as the next Mark Zuckerberg, but exposing them to the philosophy that is entrepreneurship and, mm -hmm. and encouraging that kind of mindset, whether it's through, you know, online education, formal mm -hmm. at a college or university, or, you know, whatever it might be, just surrounding yourself with people who think, in a very uh, forward way when it comes to entrepreneurship, I think that could really inspire people. So for example, the classes that I took, uh, I graduated from Boston College and oh, the business nice. classes that I took are mm -hmm. really helpful in you know, building strategy and expansion and development for Friendalytics. Mm -hmm. But I think if I didn't already have that passion to some extent, going into these business classes, I'm not sure how much they would inspire me. Uh, so I think it's a little bit I of both. I think. I see, I see, I see, I see, I see. Yeah, I think it's a little okay. bit uh, born and a little bit made. Okay, okay. Very good answer. Well, Matt, it was a pleasure having you. And, uh, you know, we, uh, of course, we're going to keep working on Finalytics. And I hope that in a few a few months, we can, get, we can uh, basically have a podcast and basically uh, maybe with Chris also. And basically uh, announce to people, you know, that Finalytics is out and, uh, you know, it's actually out of beta. You know, that would be... Uh, Absolutely. That, would, that sounds great. That would be amazing. Uh, all right. Yeah. It was a pleasure, Christian. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We had fun talking with Matt and we hope that you enjoyed the, the conversation. Um, I just wanted to mention that if you want to learn more about Finalytics, please go to their website at Frenalytics.com, which is F R E N A L Y T I C S.com. Again, it's F R E N A L Y T I C S.com. And uh, by the way, Frenalytics stands, uh, I mean, it comes from uh, the brain. Friend means the brain, I think, in Latin. That's where the names come, name comes from. I forgot to ask that to, uh, to Matt during our interview. He, he did mention that to me afterwards. Uh, again, Thank you so much for being part of the Startup Trailblazer podcast. And if you have any feedback, do not hesitate to, uh, to send us a note. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.